You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Well, welcome to the November 2020 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team, which means that we spend our days helping students choose the best coding boot camps for them. But each month we round up all of the most interesting boot camp industry news that we read about and chatted about in the Course Report virtual office, and we share it with you. And Jess, I think the biggest news in November has to be the U.S. election. So we've got to start there, right? Yeah, definitely. And that meant we started to read think pieces about the Trump administration's legacy on private education and what the boot camp industry can expect to see under this new Biden administration. We also read about quite a few very noteworthy fundraises and acquisitions in the bootcamp world, so we'll be excited to share those. That includes a $75 million fundraise. Plus, we're going to talk about the future of the income share agreement amidst this kind of depressed job market. We'll tell you all about the workforce development programs, military veterans and tech initiatives, and diversity and tech initiatives that we read about this month plus the 10 new coding boot camps that we added to the course report directory in November. And quick, shameless plug, if you are an alum or a, a boot camp grad who's listening to this podcast, please don't forget to take our Life After Boot Camp survey. It takes about 9.5 minutes. That's what I'm seeing from the last like thousand people that took this survey. It takes nine minutes of your life. You can complete it. You'll be entered to win a $500 gift card to Amazon. And this Friday, which is December 4th, so hopefully you're listening to this before December 4th, um, is the last day to take it. And thanks for doing that. There was a lot of buzz about acquisitions and fundraises in the bootcamp world this November. If you want to take a deep dive into what investments in online workforce development programs are looking like in 2020, we recommend checking out the recent Education and Workforce Innovation Investment Trends Report. That's a mouthful. Um, but it was put out by PitchBook and OnRamp, um, and we'll link to that in the roundup. There is so much data in this report that shows investments soaring in Q3 2020. What else did we see this month, Liz? Well, the biggest acquisition of November was definitely Tech Elevator. Our friends at Tech Elevator, which we know is based in Ohio, they were acquired by K-12 for $23.5 million in cash. K-12 also owns Galvanize and Hack Reactor, so you probably already know about them. Um, they've also changed their name to Stride, which makes a lot of sense because their last basically three major acquisitions have been adult training programs, um, not K-12 training programs. So Stride issued a statement saying, quote, where galvanized boot camps enroll advanced beginners in software engineering and data science boot camps, Tech Elevator expands Stride's total addressable market by admitting students across the country with no coding experience. So we actually just did a piece, Jess, um, on the Course Report blog about how to prepare and like get into Tech Elevator. I think you're about to publish that. Um, so ever the more relevant. 
And on the K-12 or Strive Earnings call, uh, CEO Nate Davis said that in the 12 months ending September 30th, 2020, Tech Elevator generated approximately $11 million in revenue, which is always just really interesting to see the revenue at some of these, you know, more private companies. Um, But yeah, congrats to Tech Elevator. And the California-based online tech course provider Udacity raised $75 million in debt facility with Hercules Capital as the underwriter this month. Udacity also announced that its Q3 enterprise and government bookings rose by 120% year over year, and its total bookings increased 80% year over year. So it sounds like Udacity has been having a pretty good year. Yes, but not to be outdone, Udemy is reportedly raising around $100 million in a Series F round, according to Reuters. That would actually value Udemy at over $3 billion. So we will definitely let you know if that goes through. And then this is very early news and not actually exactly coding bootcamp related, but the ex-co-founder of Udemy, uh, Gagan Biani, is stealthily launching a new cohort-based learning program. This seems closer to the Udemy model than the coding bootcamp model, but maybe a little bit more of a hybrid. So we'll keep you posted as it launches. The company doesn't have a name yet, but they filed paperwork under the name Didactic. We were really energized to see that Sabio raised over half a million dollars from new Latino tech investors to continue supporting women and people from diverse populations looking to transition into tech. And also, Sabio took home first prize in FastPath's pitch competition. So congrats, Sabio. Yes, congrats to Sabio and to Tech Elevator. Um, a couple of our favorite, you know, boot camps that are on the smaller side, but are really doing really cool things for their communities. And then finally, Flatiron School has added Ron Salvi to its leadership team as chief marketing officer and named Pooja Argawal, uh, chief operating officer officer. Ron comes from MindBody and Pooja from Birchbox. So welcome Ron and Pooja to the world of boot camps. The biggest news slash change in America since our last podcast has to be the election of Joe Biden. Um, But what does that mean exactly for coding boot camps? So far, we can only speculate based on what his potential cabinet has said about vocational education and how the Obama administration approached boot camps. Um, Tony Wan from EdSurge outlined what could happen in a piece called What Gives the EdTech Industry Hope and Pause Under a Biden Administration. So overall, the Biden administration has expressed their support for apprenticeship programs, vocational training, and workforce development. We like to hear that. Tony Wynn um, interviewed John Katzman from 2U and Noodle Partners, who describes this conventional notion that Democrats tend to crack down harshly on private or for-profit education, while Republicans kind of let them go wild. On the Biden-Harris campaign website, they outline education priorities that promise investments in vocational training and minority-serving institutions, which fares well for boot camps. And towards the end of the Obama administration, the Federal Education Department experimented with providing federal aid to support colleges that offered short-term boot camp kind of programs in partnership with third-party companies. Yeah, the Obama administration actually was pretty hands-on with coding boot camps and worked pretty closely with them. So this is something that we'll be reporting on and working on closely over the next few months. So definitely stay tuned. But for now, this means it's more important 
than ever that boot camps actually come together as an industry, for example, by reporting their outcomes under CIRR or another framework. Um, but yeah, this will be a really interesting move into a new administration. Another aspect of boot camps that may be impacted um, are the ISAs, so income share agreements. Yes, and that's not just because of the Biden administration, but also because of the implications that the job market currently uh, has on ISAs. So Tony Wynn did another investigative piece uh, for EdSurge this November about the San Diego Workforce Partnership, which runs the Workforce ISA Fund with UC San Diego. We've talked about this, I think, a couple of months ago in a past podcast, but he got to really dig in here uh, and kind of look at one ISA program that has been affected by COVID. So Andy Hall, the chief impact officer of SDWP, which is that San Diego Workforce Development Partnership, said, quote, our program is bearing the risk of the COVID-19 black swan event that no one could predict. Our students who aren't making over $40,000 aren't paying anything end quote. And 22 of the 29 graduates from their first cohort have been unable to find work um, that paid over $40,000. So they're not actually paying their ISA back yet. Um, But SDWP officials say that this is an important student protection that ISAs offer, especially during a pandemic that has shrunk the job market. So you can kind of see how those ISAs do can really protect students in a situation like this. Uh, the SDWP officials initially hoped that by 2025, repayments from graduates would be enough to cover the cost of offering those ISAs to future students. So it would be kind of like self-sustaining. Um, and so far, that timeline seems pretty optimistic, but the goal they say is still to get to a place where those, that ISA fund is is self-sustaining. So we'll talk about workforce development more in a minute, but I'll just end this, uh, this section by saying that there are a lot of workforce development boards that are watching SDWP's experiment very closely and thinking about, you know, replicating it. So, uh, this is something we'll keep a close eye on. Here's a question we hear all the time, college or digital skills bootcamp. Which education pathway actually delivers on its ability to get graduates hired? As the U.S. transitions out of the Trump administration, Ed Surge examines Trump's legacy on education. So under the Trump administration, we saw a focus on job skills rather than the higher ed credentials with a focus on apprenticeships, vocational schools, and coding bootcamps or digital skills bootcamps. The main concern for critics of skills-based education paths has always been that these programs aren't teaching human skills, such as critical thinking, problem solving, and communication. So my takeaway from this think piece is that it will be interesting to see how higher education and skills-based programs like boot camps adjust their curriculum to incorporate both job-relevant skills and those critical human skills like reasoning and communication. Definitely. And as we see more students who are kind of considering a gap year and doing a boot camp instead of or in addition to college, uh, you know, for their first year, like that becomes all the more important um, because, you know, students are going to be needing to get a little bit more out of those boot camps. Well, here's something that we've waited on for a while and we're excited that it's out. A new report from To You, which owns Trilogy Boot Camps. They call this their transparency report. uh, And 
here are a few things that we learned from it. So we got some demographics of the boot camps. Um, of course, Trilogy owns and you know operates about 50 different boot camps at different universities. They're all kind of lumped together in this report. But yeah, so we get some of the demographics. 31% of graduates are women. 49% have a bachelor's degree. I'll let anyone, you know, go and read this report for themselves if they want to read everything. But um, the completion rate for to use short courses and boot camps together is 90%. That's defined as the number of students across all courses and boot camps that completed a course or a boot camp as a percentage of the total number of students that enroll. And that covers students from Trilogy's inception to December 31st, 2019. Um, and then when it comes to employment, 2U says that in 2019, their bootcamp career services team made 7,300 employment referrals. So they, I'm assuming that means like introductions to employers and that 2,500 unique companies hired bootcamp graduates. So Liz, what is actually missing from this report? Yeah, so what's missing from the report is the actual employment rate, um, how many students got jobs when they graduated and what types of jobs those were. Um, And then we also don't see like average starting salaries, which is quite important, and even, you know, salary change, knowing uh, what the average students, you know, before and after salary looked like. Those are all super important. And, you know, most boot camps do report through CIRR and they they do share that information. So we're hoping to see that next year. And also it would be amazing to see all this data, you know, broken down by university. Um, since like I said before, Trilogy does have like 50 or 60 of those, of those programs at this point. And along those lines, if you've been listening to our podcast this year, I'm sure you've noticed how many university partnership boot camps we're adding to our school listings each month. Um, these online digital skills programs used to be sort of a niche business, but a recent survey from Holen IQ found that as of September 30th of this year, over 770 universities worldwide have established long-term public-private academic program partnerships. So bootcamp partnership is now the fastest growing academic public-private partnership segment. In honor of Veterans Day, this month, a few boot camps unveiled new programs to help veterans get into tech. Also, if you're a veteran trying to figure out which coding boot camp to attend or how to use the GI Bill or Vet Tech, we will be linking to our comprehensive list of scholarships and tuition assistance for veterans in the news roundup. So check that out. Yes. And if you've been listening to our podcast, you know how cool we think Vet Tech is. Um, It's honestly surprising to me that Vet Tech doesn't get more uh, coverage in the media. So I was super excited to see on Federal News Network this month, Charmaine Bogue, who is the executive director of VA Education Services, uh, joined Tom Temine on the Federal News Network to talk about Vet Tech. So this is a 10-minute interview. If you have any interest in Vet Tech at all, which you should if you have even one uh, GI Bill education credit, uh, I recommend that you give it a listen. She gives a great overview of the program. She includes the types of boot camps you can use Vet Tech for, like Code Fellows, Full Stack Academy, and Galvanize. And she gives an update. Um, Did you know that to date, nearly 2,000 students have actually participated in Vet Tech? That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's fantastic and great to just see any, you know, 
numbers around around vet tech. Love that people are actually using it. And speaking of Galvanize, Galvanize announced that it continues to expand its support services for military vets and has hired Lauren Bradbury as the senior manager of military programs in order to lead this charge. So these services will launch in January of 2021, and they're going to include better aid for veterans and more career support, such as mentorship and guest speakers. And as of this month, more than 700 active duty military and veterans have used galvanized training to get post-military tech jobs. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's fantastic. Galvanize puts a lot of effort and time into getting approved for these programs and really catering to veterans. So I love to hear that. And uh, on a similar note, New Camp has partnered with Warrior Rising, which is a national 501c3 nonprofit that assists U.S. military veterans um, in making cr- uh, career shifts into software development and entrepreneurship. And as part of the partnership, New Camp and Warrior Rising will collaborate to uh, get veterans to start, maintain, and expand small businesses through software development skills. And then they also announced a $50,000 veteran coding bootcamp scholarship fund to assist any U.S. military veterans that were impacted by uh, COVID-19. And that can even mean the, you know, the economy caused by COVID-19. As of November 20th, AP News reports that unemployment benefits rose to a staggering 742,000, which is being attributed to this resurgence of COVID or the second wave. So we continued to see news of workforce development programs. Um, Our team here at Course Report actually pulled together a list of workforce development grants that you can use to pay for a coding bootcamp. So if you're in the weeds looking for financial aid, we recommend starting there and we'll link to it in the roundup. Yes, that list took forever because I think it's honestly intentionally vague and difficult to kind of um, sift through all of those grants that you could be, you know, that you could qualify for. But we actually loved putting that together. And I think it could, you know, be super useful to anyone in one of those states that that has that money available. So, um One example of that, you know, in October, we shared this Washington Post article that highlighted a WinCode partnership with CareerSource Florida. And BizJournals in November took a closer look at how WinCode is actually maximizing those workforce development dollars. They focused on South Florida. Obviously, it's BizJournals Florida. But, um, you know, in South Florida, thousands of workers have lost their jobs. And WinCode says that uh, the fact that, you know, there are a lot of folks out of work, plus the fact that WinCode school is now online, has led to a surge in enrollments. And then their partnership with CareerSource South Florida covers uh, $15,000 of the tuition, I think full tuition, that cannot hurt either in terms of enrollment. So WinCode's co-founder, Joanna Mikola says, quote, I think we're going to have amazing stats by the end of the year to show how life-changing these workforce training dollars were to help people come out on top in a disaster of an economy. And we hope that Joanna is correct. And through the CARES Act, WCNC reports that Tech Talent South has teamed up with the city of Charlotte in order to offer free tech training. So this training aims to reskill those in Charlotte whose employment was affected by COVID this year, and also to grow and retain tech talent in Charlotte's own tech industry. 
And Tech Talent South also took advantage of that CARES Act in Newport News, Virginia. Um, They used that CARES Act funding to create a free training program for students to prepare for the high-tech world of software engineering, business analysis, application development, and more. Sean Peterson from Tech Talent South said, quote, from this program, we are working with individuals who may not have a background in technology. You don't need a background in tech to succeed in the tech world. All you need is the curiosity, the drive, and determination to make yourself successful, end quote. Nonprofit coding bootcamp Zip Code Wilmington received funding this month through the Newcastle County Innovation Grant. Um, and this is in an order to create Techpreneur Incubator Pilot in Java Certification Program. Um, so that's a new program, as well as funding scholarships for displaced workers. So that Techpreneur program will provide training focused on creating tech entrepreneurships and business development. And then students will actually have the opportunity to pitch their business to potential investors. So it sounds like a pretty awesome new program. That is very cool. And Technically DC highlighted two DC boot camps, Coding Dojo and Flatiron School, and looked at how the two schools have transitioned to online learning. So Coding Dojo hasn't discounted their programs through COVID, but Flatiron School pointed to a couple of financial aid opportunities I wanted to share. One is that they've expanded their Next Tech 100 scholarship, which is a full tuition scholarship program sponsored by the Cognizant US Foundation. And then secondly, Flatiron is also partnering with an Arlington-based company called Excella to offer a full tuition scholarship, and that's the third year in a row that they've offered that scholarship. And then one other piece of information from this article, according to Sue Kim, who is Flatiron School's DC campus director, uh, she says that Flatiron will remain online until at least May 17th, 2021. Bronx News 12 reported this month that the nonprofit coding school, The Knowledge House, is now offering extra support to its low-income adult learners. The Knowledge House has launched a 12-month fully funded job training program where students of color can learn coding and tech skills, and then they receive a paid internship. The Knowledge House is also providing these students with a stipend, textbooks, and full access to virtual learning from home. So a very cool opportunity. If you are living in the Bronx, you should check it out. Even though the tech unemployment rate is comparatively low at 2.8%, not even tech has been untouched by COVID-19. But in good news, Tech Republic reported this month that more than two-thirds of top employers actually increased their tech hiring in Q3. So according to DICE, if you look at the top 50 employers in the third quarter, uh, 68% created more tech job postings than they did in the prior quarter. And those top employers for tech jobs last quarter, well, the top employer was Amazon. And then Infosys, uh, Raytheon, Accenture, Oracle, Lados, uh, Booz Allen, Hamilton, T-Mobile, and General Dynamics are all hiring. So that's about 10 companies that you could apply to tomorrow, knowing that they're, they're hiring. Um, and as companies are moving further into remote work, they're hiring more network and systems engineers, and they need to hire more cybersecurity managers, uh, but also traditional software developer project managers and tech support roles are in demand as well. 
And for those on the job hunt during what's sure to be a COVID-19 winter, a career coach and an HR exec offer up some good advice in a recent Fast Company article. Sharon Patterson, who is the Chief Human Resources Officer for LHH, points out that companies have budgets for 2021 and they want to have new team members onboarded in January. So this makes the holidays actually a busy time of year for hiring. And the number one tip is don't forget to send a thank you email after an interview, even if that interview felt informal. On the next web, Yen Huang, who is a software engineer at Twitter, pulled together everything he learned in his own coding interviews. And Huang shares a wealth of knowledge from how to communicate with your interviewers to leak code problems. You can check it out in the news roundup if you're going through the job search process. And I also want to add that the next web named the 10 books that they think will help you um, become a better software engineer. Um, it's a great list. So we're going to link to that as well in the roundup. This November, the Heshinger Report reported that the pandemic may be stalling folks who are already underrepresented in tech from landing skilled jobs and also from finishing their college degrees. While traditional degree paths are sputtering right now, in the coding bootcamp world, we're actually seeing a surge of enrollments. And of course, bootcamps being less time and opportunity cost much easier to complete, but also a lot of scholarship opportunities aimed at diversifying the tech pipeline. That's right, Liz. So this month, Built in Chicago highlighted recent city-sponsored initiatives to diversify Chicago's tech talent pool. A number of coding boot camps are bringing these initiatives to fruition, such as Tech Talent South, which is offering free tech training to Black and Latinx residents. And this summer, the Chicago Cook Workforce Partnership partnered with Coding Temple to launch Chai Codes. So Chai Codes is now set to graduate its first cohort this December, and the city will provide $10,000 to any company that hires these students. Chai Codes is amazing, and we included that in our Workforce Development Roundup as well because it is one of the coolest workforce partnerships that that we've seen. And the mobile marketplace OfferUp partnered with IronHack this month to create a $250,000 career empowerment scholarship that's specifically aimed at improving diversity in tech. Applications for that scholarship closed on November 20th, and the first cohort will start this January. Um, But this is a great scholarship opportunity, and we hope that they'll offer it again in 2021. And we also caught an article in WAMDA that spotlit the coding bootcamp Cody. So Cody is focused on training unemployed and marginalized young people, especially women, with little academic background. And its curriculum encompasses web development as well as teaching English and leadership skills. So Cody's Beirut office was actually damaged by the blast that tore through Beirut this August. Um, But they're still teaching remotely and offering their free laptop loan program. So it's interesting to read how um, a coding boot camp in that part of the world is still addressing diversity, even facing such difficult times as they are right now. All right. Well, we saw quite a few new boot camps and new boot camp campuses announced this month in the news. Jess, which new university boot camps did you read about? 
Yeah, so I read about two new bootcamp partnerships, and that's including another new Full Stack Academy partnership. Full Stack has partnered with Colorado State University to launch in-person and online coding and cybersecurity bootcamps. And then Trilogy announced a new partnership with University of Miami, where they'll be opening an online fintech bootcamp. We also saw that the One Club has created a UX bootcamp called Second Skill that's specifically aimed at art directors, copywriters, and graphic designers who are looking to upskill. And in Estonia, Joe V Coding School announced that they will officially open their doors in fall 2021 to help solve the country's growing demand for software developers. Tech Elevator is expanding into the South and has opened up a new campus in Charlotte, North Carolina. And Galvanize announced its newest campus in Dallas, Texas, which is scheduled to open in January 2021. And this November, the UK's Maiden Academy rebranded to IO Academy. So IO Academy's new mission is to address gender imbalance in the tech industry. We also added 10 new boot camps to the Course Report School listings this month. So Jess, who is new to our directory? So we added the University of Manchester Coding Boot Camp and Arizona State University Boot Camp, and both of these programs are run by Trilogy. We also added Product Hall and Knowledge Officer, which are two new product management boot camps. If you're looking to deep dive into Python for data science, then definitely check out the Python Academy, which is now in our listings. And you can find Let's Coder in our directory as well, which is a boot camp in Spain that focuses on web development. And if you're looking for coding boot camps in South America, we just added MindHub, which has campuses in Buenos Aires and Santiago. We've added Miles Education, which focuses on data science and machine learning, as well as Code Avengers, which is a self-paced coding program. And finally, Jess just added Codigo Code Camp, which is based in Manila, but also offers an online bootcamp option. Okay, Jess. Well, to wrap up this November's podcast episode, let's talk about our favorite pieces that we got to work on for the Course Report blog this November. Um, What was your favorite piece to publish? So I was lucky enough to publish two advice pieces this month that I can't stop thinking about. So first, I highly recommend checking out um, our new machine learning versus deep learning deep dive that we did with Lighthouse Labs data science mentor, Andrew Berry. It's a great read, even if you're not in data science, because machine learning and deep learning are just all over the news these days. And I got to speak with John Haynes, who is a UX designer and a UI UX design mentor at Thinkful, all about prototyping, which is pretty fascinating stuff. So if you've been considering a career change into UI UX design, I highly recommend you check out that piece on prototyping. And then also check out John's free UI UX design webinars, which you can sign up for through the Thinkful website. So Liz, what was your favorite piece to work on this month? Well, this November, I got to work with Curtis Schlock, who is a Hack Reactor instructor. He has over 20 years of engineering experience, and he's had a really interesting career moving from like junior developer to really senior roles like software architect. And he explains what it takes to evolve from a bootcamp graduate or a junior developer to a really senior role. Um, And I mean, everyone, I feel like for the last 
eight years since I've been working on Course Report, everyone says that software engineering is a career of lifelong learning. But Curtis actually breaks down exactly what that means during your first 10 years after a boot camp, because learning in your first six months or first 12 months of your new job means something completely different than learning in, you know, year eight or nine of your of your job as a software engineer. He also explains how to become a thought leader at your company. So if you're thinking about what your long-term career might look like if you go to a boot camp, then this is a fantastic read. And I also made an infographic for it. So visual too. <laughs> yeah, it's a great piece. Um, and that does it for our November podcast. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on Course Report for the latest about online boot camp opportunities. And we'll see you next month on the December podcast where we're actually going to round up all the coding boot camps that we saw this year. Yes, we're going to talk about all of the news from 2020. And this is my favorite, by far my favorite podcast episode of the year. And if you listen to one podcast episode of ours in 2020, let it be this one. Although obviously, (laughs) you're already listening to the November podcast. So if you listen to two, let it be the November (laughs) podcast. And just the end don't of your miss, podcast. Don't miss next month's podcast. <laughs> Definitely. We'll talk about some trends for 2021 that we think we're going to see um, as well. And then, of course, we love feedback. So email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast subscribing to the course report podcast and leaving us a review we will see you in december bye bye